the Lord is. Is that how you feel this morning? Amen. Amen. Have you been strengthened by God's love through these past 2021? Well, don't expect any less from God. Amen. Because 2022 is at the same and more promises than you have ever experienced before. You know why? You know why? Because the closer the trumpet of Jesus are approaching God's planet, this planet, this earth, we are to receive more of what He has in store for us. And we know, you know, we were just talking just a moment ago, a few days ago, um, we were traveling and my son pulled out a, we were quiet and, and he pulls out a, it was a Sabbath, I think it was last Sabbath, and he's like, we're kind of too quiet here, let's spice it up a little bit. You know Jerry, all right, he spice up things and then he says, let's play, what was the game that we played? Would you rather? There we go. Would you rather? And then he started asking us all these questions. Would you rather? Would you rather? And we went to a question that says, Would you rather be? Uh, would you rather go through the ten plagues or I remember what the other one was? Um, and uh, my daughter comes and says, uh, You know, I I I'd rather be go through the ten plagues on the Israel's site. On the side of Israel. Because that's what's going to happen. If you are on the side of Israel, on the side of God, it doesn't matter what is happening in this world. Amen? So which side are you this morning? Are you on the Egyptian side or are you on the Israelite side? Come on, turn around to someone that you love or someone you don't know and tell him, I'm on the Israelite side. Come on, tell him, I'm on the Israelite side. Because by the time we finish this morning, if you are on the Egyptian camp, I pray in the name of Jesus that you make a move. Move to the side of God. Amen? Because there is no other way than to be on the side of God. Don't be rebellious. Stop. Look at someone that I'm telling, don't be rebellious. Look at someone that don't be rebellious. There is a high price. There is a high price to pay for rebelliousness. There is a high price to pay when you decide just to meddle in the camp of the Egyptians. But today I praise the name of the Lord because I'm among Israelites, true Israelites. People who truly believe in the name of Jesus and I'm honored to be here today. Thank you elders. Um, we know that we... Uh, we don't have a, a, a pastor in a while, but you're praying, God has the man, amen? Or the woman, I don't know, you know, these day and age, God, God bless us either way, amen? And so God has the person who's going to lead this church closer to Jesus. In the meantime, remember, every single man that God has brought here for the last, how many years have we been here? 45 years, every single person God has brought him, He brought him for such a time as this. Amen? So don't ever lose hope that the next person God has appointed is the perfect person that will lead you through this time. Now, you know me, I like singing too. Amen? Can I want my wife to join me here for a moment? I'd like to share with you uh, one of my favorite songs. You know, it's a short song. Um, and I like to just kind of teach it to you. Is that okay? Can we do a little singing today? First of the year. Um, 
And so I thought, you know, <clears throat> what don't I just share? And by the way, I'm going to promise to you this is the first time I sang this song. Uh, I, I sing it a lot in my worship experience, worship time. Um, but since you're my church, amen? It's so good to be back home. Since you're my church, you know, you can put up with me uh, first time singing it, right? You know, but you're going to learn it. So uh, I'm going to... Um, now, some of you may actually know this song because this song was originally in Portuguese. The first original words in Portuguese. Um, so now uh, the words are, uh, were translated to Spanish. So Spanish, sing, Spanish singers, they sing it. Um, not very often. I don't think it's well known even among the Spanish uh, um, churches. And I think you're the first church ever to sing it in English. Because I couldn't find the words in English anywhere. So I have to do some translation for you today, you know. So, hey, you know, hey, this is, this is going to be a new song for us to learn. Jesus, you are my rejoicing. Come on, let's go. Go something like this. Jesus... You are my rejoicing, Jesus, you're my morning song, you are the way for our redemption, I'll follow your steps forevermore, Jesus, your sunshine in the darkness. You make what's dead to come alive. You are my daily inspiration. Jesus, I'm your son, you are mine. What do you think about that song? Amen. How many of you have actually heard the song before? Let me see. One, two. All right, so just two of you. So the rest of you, let's all learn that together. Now you can sing it with me. Sing it like you know it. All right, let's all stand together. Let's praise Jesus as we stand before His presence today. And as you speak the words, let this be your prayer. Jesus, you are my rejoicing. Jesus, you are my morning song. Are the way of our redemption. I'll follow your steps forevermore. Jesus, your sunshine in the darkness. You make what's dead to come alive. You are my daily inspiration. Together. Jesus, I'm your son, you are mine. The last line one more time. Jesus, I'm your son, you are mine. We worship you this morning, God. We honor you. We give you glory. We exalt you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we have confessed with our lips who Jesus is to us. May the hope of salvation 
rise once again in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning as you keep these words in your heart today. Thank you, sweetheart, for helping me today. Most people, not everybody, but most people today are found in two predicaments. You ready? Two predicaments. Perhaps as you look at that picture there, you're still right at the verge of 2021. You don't want to move. How many of you don't want to move yet? <laughs> well, too bad. You're already on the other side. Maybe you found yourself in two predicaments. Here are the two predicaments. One, everything has changed, but nothing is different. Second predicament, nothing has changed, but everything is different. I want you to think about for just a second. Where are you? Where do you find yourself? And as you look at yourself during 2021, I'm almost tempted to say that for most of us, not only 2021, but 2020 and 2021, everything has changed. Now the question is, are you indifferent? In spite of everything that is changing in our world, are you any different? Or are you the same, oh no, the same person, maybe that I left in 2017. If you're the same person I left in 2017, I'm concerned. I'm worried. Because the light of the saints move and it grows until the day of what? Perfection. And this is not the day of perfection. Are you with me? The day of perfection is coming. Jesus is coming. But you cannot be the same that you were last year. You cannot be the same that you were two years ago. And things are changing. Are you any different? It's my challenge to you this morning. Now perhaps nothing has changed. And you can say nothing has changed, Pastor. But everything is different. Because maybe your circumstances for the last three years have not changed. Maybe you're still fighting the same issues at home, with health, with finances. Maybe all these things around you, outside of you, have not changed. But you have, and I praise the name of Jesus. Now, this statement can be taken from different angles. So I'm going to share with you this morning, if you allow me to. I want to introduce you a Bible character that experienced both predicaments. Everything changed for him, but nothing was different in him. There was a time where nothing has changed, but everything was different. But before, I'm going to do a Bible trivia. Are you ready for Bible trivia, everybody? Bible trivia? Okay, here it is, Bible trivia. 
Where is the first example of a prayer ever recorded in the Bible? Now listen to me this question once again. Where is the first example of prayer ever recorded in the Bible? Where? Now let me explain to you before you answer quickly. Okay? Because I have, I have a couple of gifts here I want to give away if you, if you got it right. Alright? Now what I mean is, this is the prayer that has all the elements of a prayer. That means this prayer is one particular section in the Bible and it has praise, it has confession, it has intercession, it has supplication, it has surrender. So it's a prayer that has all the package in it. So where is it found in the Bible? Ever record? Anybody? Anybody? Any? Any? Anybody? Raise your hand. What is it? Father's prayer? Us close, but no. Genesis. All right. Where in Genesis? And who said the prayer? Give it a try. Give it a try. Abraham. Ooh, that's close. All right. That's close. All right. Anybody? Daniel. Mm, that's a little too far. Yes. Keep trying. Over here. This, this, this side here is very hot. Who? Hezekiah prayer. That's a little too far out. Keep trying. Yes. Jacob. When? When? You almost, you almost had the gift, brother. Jacob. When? When? Yes, this young lady. Jesus? Close, but too far. Winona? Somebody read the little papers I've been giving. Right, Winona? Nah, just kidding. All right, well, let's see. Since uh, Brother Raj and uh, Winona got close, uh, let's see. Let's open our Bibles in Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32, we find Jacob coming back from 20 years of exile. And as Jacob is moving toward his homeland, we're going to read the prayer and then we're going to just go a little bit into the prayer. By the way, again, this is the first ever recorded prayer that is an exemplary prayer. That includes all the aspects that should be in the prayer. Now we have many of them after that. And of course Jesus comes and He includes all the elements. But as a prayer, this is the first most complete prayer ever recorded in the Bible. Uh, first one, Genesis 32. Let's read together. It says, Then Jacob, let's read together. Then Jacob said, God, what? My father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, 
Lord, you told me to return to my country and my family. You said that you would treat me what? Well, I'm not worthy of the kindness and continual goodness you have shown me. The first time I traveled across the Jordan River, I had only my walking stick. But now I own enough to have two camps. Please save me from my brother Esau. I'm afraid he will come and kill us all. Even the mothers with the children. You said to me, I will treat you well. I will make your children as many as the sand of the seashore. There will be too many to what? To count. One of the longest and most complete biographies in the Bible is of the life of Jacob. Do you know that if you go to Genesis 25, you find Jacob being described even before he was born. So we get records of Jacob in the womb of his mom. And you move almost 25 verses later in chapter 49 and you find him in his death bed. So he's one of the fewer characters in the Bible that has so much information. And this is one of my favorite really topics to preach about because you have so much to learn from the life of Jacob. So today I would like to focus on that time when he was running, not running away, but he was fleeing his father-in-law. He served, let's see, Bible students, he served Laban for how many years? How many years? Twenty years. Yeah, fourteen he served for the two wives that he got, and six prior to that. So we find Jacob working for his father-in-law for 20 years, and then God himself in Genesis 31, 3 says, Return to the land of your ancestors. So Jacob was living, he left Laban, not because it was a, a, a wish that he had, but I'm sure he wanted to go back home, but it was an actual command of God. And now as he's traveling back, he faces three encounters. Number one, his own father-in-law. He comes running after him and says, Why? Why do you leave me? Why do you steal from me? Why didn't you just tell me you wanted to leave? And, and of course, you know, Jacob, you know, was a master of deceiving, right? Remember that? Jacob, his name, that's what it means. Liar, you know, and deceiver. And so he, he deceitfully left. And his wife, apparently they joined him in the whole, you know, or ordeal, you know, they were stealing things from his dad and all that, so it's like a run in the family, this was stealing things, it was just like, not only Jacob, but also Rachel and all that, you know, just like a, you know, feathers attract each other, right? And so, um, you have now a Jacob who is leaving, uh, uh, fleeing, uh, encounter his uh, father-in-law Laban, then uh, he struggles with a supernatural being. We have the story there in chapter 2 where he struggles with someone that is supernatural. Number 3, the reunion with his brother Esau. <clears throat> now in the prayer that we just read, I'm going to highlight a few things about this prayer. But in the prayer that you read from Jacob, you have a glimpse of how God prospered Jacob. Say it with me, prosper. How many of you like prosperity? You know, 
And some people are against prosperity gospel, but I think the gospel is prosperity at its best. You prosper, you come out of darkness into what? Marvelous light. And I'm not talking about just financial prosperity. You're talking about prosperity in all the areas of your life. Now, I want you to picture yourself for just a moment because some of us started out as Jacobs. Raise your hand if you ever started as a Jacob. Miss your hands again. We all have started as Jacobs. Jacobs, you started wrong. <laughs> and that's what I mean. We started wrong. A lot of us started wrong. We messed up. We got the woman pregnant and we're not married. We started wrong. We stole money. We started wrong. We left the church. We started wrong. We, we, we got into, into a bad business, illegal business. We started wrong. We, we married the wrong person. Well, that was not wrong. That was your choice. You chose that one. <laughs> but you know, we, 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 many of us are like Jacobs. We, we started wrong. And then we think that because we started wrong, we're, 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 we're doomed. We're cursed. I have a person who is very close to me, dear to my heart. And this person made a big, big mistake uh, at the beginning of her life. And, and, and all these years, after more than 20 years... This person believes that all the bad things that happened to her is because she started wrong. And sometimes some of, some of you here today are thinking, you know, I started wrong. But let me tell you something. When you start wrong, but you choose to be part of the Israelite camp, God takes the wrong in the journey and He makes it straight. Amen? He makes the wrong right. That's God's business. That's what God does. Can I hear an amen? And you praise Jesus for that? Well, let me tell you, when Jacob comes back, look how he prays. Let me, let me, let me just share this prayer with you. Read it with me one more time. He recognizes he's not worthy. He recognizes he's a deceiver, he's a liar, he's a cheater, he's a thief. Sounds like a sinner to me, is it? Sounds like you and me, is it? So let's, let's not hear self-righteously pretend that we are any better. But can we all say this morning, I'm not worthy. Come on, can I join you? I'm not worthy. I am not worthy, folks. I'm not even worthy to be standing right here before you, even though I've been a pastor for 30 years. Being a pastor for 30 years does not make me any worthy whatsoever to represent God. Because I am a sinner. And Jacob knew that. And he says, I'm not worthy of what? Read this with me. I'm not worthy of what? Of the kindness of what? And continual goodness that God has what? Shown to me. Look at this. I love this. The first time I traveled across the Jordan River, that's when he was leaving, fleeing Esau. That's when he's going to Laban. He, he was... He was, he was running away from, the, from, from, his, from, his, from his lies and his... All you things that you can think of, Jacob. He says, I cross this Jordan only with what? My what? Walking stick. That's all he had. And now he says, 20 years later, I'm coming back 20 years later. And I now own enough to have what? Tell me if God is not good even with crooked people.
That's the God I serve. I don't know about you, but... However, when this prayer is presented before Him, we know that He's entered panic mode. And, and He tried to appease the panic. And that tells us again how wealthy, how wealthy Jacob was. You know how many heads of cattle he sent out ahead of him as a gift for his brother? Five hundred heads of cattle, including one of the most expensive SUVs of the times, camels. These camels were $150,000 a piece. And he sent 10. Not only he sent 10, but he sent their babies too, included. So that's how wealthy Jacob was. But he's in panic mode. He says, you know, when he sent this gift to his brother, the messengers come back and look what the messenger said to him. The messengers returned to Jacob and they said, We went to your brother. We brought all these gifts to him. And look what happens. We meet him and he is coming to meet you. And he has how many? 400 men. Now wait, wait a minute. I don't know. If you're not panicking already, you're not living a real life. But see, you know, this story is here not just to fill gaps in the Bible. This is a story that reminds us how life is for us. Folks, we have been crooked. We all started wrong. Many of us did. But there are some consequences that we must pay. See, God forgives. Say it with me, everybody. God forgives. Come on, say it with me. God forgives. But there are consequences. Say it with me. There are consequences. Do not expect God in His goodness to take away the consequences of your wrongdoings. Don't, don't pray for that. God, take that away from me. No, God can't. Because part of the justice system is cause and effect. You do something wrong. You sin against God. You rebel against God. You will have consequences. Come on, turn to someone tell him you will have consequences. Come on, look at someone. You will have consequences. So do not cheat yourself. Do not what? Do not cheat yourself by thinking I can get away. You will not get away. I'm not trying to steal fear here, any, any fear, folks. No, I'm just trying to spare you what? Pain. Do not fall into the trap of thinking. That because we serve a merciful, loving, and kind God, that you will be spared. No, you will not be spared. Consequences will come. And Jacob knew that he deserved to be killed, but not only his brother, but 400. And he's in panic mode. Now, what do we do when we're in panic mode? <laughs> Tell me, what do we do? You crooked people, including myself... We crooked people, what do we do when we enter into panic mode? Even the atheist. Oh God! Please! 
That's nature. I mean, remember 9-11? The most secular culture that we have today? 9-11, the, the churches were packed. Filled! Remember those days? Everybody came to prayer meeting. Why? Why do we come to prayer meeting? A, a whole country that is, has thrown God through the window. We don't mention God. We don't want God. We don't want prayer. We hate God. Don't mention God. Don't mention Jesus. No, the moment crisis comes to this country, the bars are closed. The discotheques are closed. The home, just, just close from the bars. Close from the joint places. Everything is the same. Everybody's saying, let's go to God. That's what we do. It's human nature. Well, here's Jacob. Jacob comes and says, he falls on his knees and he prays to God. And so here's what I want to introduce to you. Because today's a special day. Why, why is it a special day today? Do you realize that we're not going to have a day like this again until 2028? We will not have a 1st of January to be on a Sabbath until January 1st of 2028. So today is a special day. Come on, say it with me. It's a special day. It's a special day. It's a special moment. It's a new beginning. It's a real new beginning. We're starting new. So I'm thinking this is a time for us to really embrace this prayer. That I'm going to make it a new year's prayer. Amen? Can we make this into a new year's prayer? Do you want to adopt this into a new year's prayer? Alright, so let's pray one more time. But this time, I want you to look at the highlighted words. Because they're going to become your prayer. Is that good? So, before I pray this, you should have received something like this now. Do everybody has something like this? Everybody? If you have it, raise your hand. You need a pen because we're going to do a little reflection. You don't have it? You have it. Who does not have it? Raise your hand. There, there are a few in the back there. Uh, deacons, uh, my brother uh, Chance is there in the back, doesn't have it. Um, just make sure that everybody has uh, one copy of this in the pen. Because now we're going to adopt this prayer. It becomes your prayer. New Year's prayer. Yeah, give it away, man. It's okay. Give it away. Somebody that doesn't have it. Alright? <clears throat> so let's, now I want to hear everybody pray aloud the prayer as you were Jacob. Let's imagine we are Jacob. Because we all started wrong. Most of us started wrong. Alright? So we are Jacob. Say with me, I'm, I'm a Jacob. And I don't know how to say it for females. I'm a Jacoby. You know. I'm a Jacob. Alright, so let's, let's say it together. One more time. God I want to hear everybody. Come on, say it with me. God of my father Abraham. God of my father Isaac. Lord, you told me to return to my country and my family. You said that you would what? Treat me well. Highlight a word. I am not worthy of the kindness and continual goodness you have shown me. The first time I traveled across the Jordan River, I had only my what? Walking stick. But now I am enough to have two camps. Please save me from my brother Esau. I am afraid he will come and kill us all, even the mothers with the children. You said to me, I will what? Treat you well and will make your children as many as the sand of the seashore. There will be too many to what? 
Alright? So you already know, fill in the blanks, right in the first part. What is, what do you need to fill there? At the top, whose prayers is this? Jacob's prayer. Uh, on the left side of your paper, you see a blank and it says prayer. So right there, Jacob's prayer. Because we're going to, first of all, we're, we're adopting Jacob's prayer and then make it into my personal prayer. <clears throat> and it's found in Genesis 32, 9 to 12. <clears throat> now, honestly, I have never done this before. But since you're in my church, you can put up with me. Amen? The few minutes that I have left here, we're going to have a reflection time. Say with me, reflection time. Because I believe that the only way we learn from ourselves is to do reflection. Amen? To pause. And to think. Because the world doesn't want us to think anymore. Because Satan is very scared of having Christians stop and thinking. So that's why the whirlwind is upon you. That's why you cannot stop. That's when all the noise is around you all the time. But today, since we're in the house of the Lord, and you don't need your cell phone this morning, can I hear an amen? amen. You put your cell phones under you or somewhere that you cannot be bothered, we're going to stop and reflect. And so, the first line is, Lord, you what? You told me to. Let me ask you this question. How has God been speaking to your heart lately? It's right there in your paper. You may be, you know, as I, as I, as I speak, you may write. Go ahead and write. You don't have to be looking at me now. Look at the paper. How has God Speaking to you. Because Jacob spoke to... God spoke to Jacob. And Jacob listened. And even though he did it wrong. Because he should have left his father-in-law know that he was leaving. But that's the way we are. God speaks to us and, and sometimes we do it wrong anyway. But God knows that you are trying to obey so question, how has God been speaking to your heart lately? Second question, what seems to be a repeated whisper you hear in your mind from God? Think about it. 2021 has passed. And maybe during 2021 you've been hearing this, this nudging from God. Thank you, sir. There is, there is something from God that... That is constantly in your head, but you and, and you are either paying attention to this or you're what? Maybe dismiss it. So I'm gonna pause a moment here, right next to the brackets. Jot something down. You may you may not have time to answer all the questions, but just at least one. Are you paying attention? What's God speaking to you? I know God has been picking to you. I know. Bible says that He spoke in the times all through the prophets. But Hebrews again says, but today He's spoken to us through whom? Through Jesus. So I know 
You could be the most heathen person in this room. I don't know. I hope no one is here, the most heathen person in the room. You could be the most atheist person in this room. I hope none of you are any atheist. Maybe you are. But I can assure you, if you pause and you reflect, you cannot lie to yourself. God has been speaking to you in one way or another. So the question is, what are you doing with what God is telling you? Number two, second light of the prayer. You recognize what you are. Jacob says, I'm not worthy of. So let's, let's think a little bit about these things that you received even though you don't deserve them. Write them down. What are some of the things you are enjoying in life? Whether you are a Christian or not, that you know that you don't deserve. Write them down. Take a moment to write them down. What are some of the times, some of the things? Guys, do you get one? Is there some extra in my friends here? Do you find something you're enjoying in life? Did you? I know you have good things that have happened to you. I know. Not everything is bad. Not everything is sorrow. Just like Jacob. Jacob had ups and downs 20 years. But he had many good things and he recognized. So pause the moment. Recognize. That even though we are not worthy, you have been blessed with goodness and prosperity from God. Number three. Jacob said, I had only my walking stick when he passed through Jordan River. And now he says, I own enough. To have two camps. Here are the questions for you. Can you remember a time when you had very little or nothing at all? Do you remember those days? Unless you were born from a very, very wealthy, 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 and I mean wealthy people. Most of us in this room here. Remember the times when we have very little or nothing. So second question is, list some of the achievements in recent years that you have given, that have given you satisfaction and prosperity. Yeah, you started with a walking stick, but you're not driving a walking stick anymore. <laughs> and you're not living under a stick you have a house. You have a marriage. You have children. You got grandchildren. You're going to college. You have parents who love you and, and sacrifice for you. You got toys. You got cars. You got bank accounts. You got muscles. 
You got strength. You got a boyfriend, a girlfriend. You got opportunities. Look at this. All this has happened in the last few years. And remember, you used to walk with a walking stick. You have nothing. Or very little. And God has prospered you in many ways. Now, let me pause here for just a moment. Especially let me talk to the young people here. Young people, can you hear me now? How many years did it take Jacob to become wealthy? We just said it earlier. How many years did he work to become wealthy? Stop thinking that you can become wealthy overnight. Stop seeking for quick richness. Let me tell you something. If you become rich overnight, you'll become poor overnight. Are you with me? So work hard. So you'll be rich. Learn the tricks. Not the tricks of Jacob, because Jacob was a little trickery. But learn the trade. Learn the tricks of good investment. Good stewardship. And let me tell you something. I have seen this. I'm 50 years old. Hey, hey I'm 50. Remember when I was 20? I'm 50 now. And I had my years when I wanted to be rich quick. And I lost it all. But now that I'm 50, I have seen this. It takes anywhere from 20 to 30 years for you to build wealth. And to have it in a good position. So if you're young, don't be disappointed. Because you're not wealthy yet. If you just started, don't look at those who have already been traveling the road, the, road, the road for 25 years. And you know, for those of you who are about to get married, do not imitate your parents. You know, you want the house of your mama. You want the car of your mama. You want to have the furniture of mom and daddy. You want to have what mama has. It takes them then 40 years to be where they are. Why do you want to be where your parents are? Wait, you'll have your time. But work slowly and God will prosper you. That's what Jacob learned. But as you work hard and as you make wealth, the enemy is lurking around and threats rise all the time. So number Five or four, he prayed, Please, what? Save me. Please, what? Save me from. So the question is, what is threatening you or your family or your career or your spiritual life? You will always have threats. Look at somebody and tell him, look into his eye and tell this person, You will always have threats. Come on, find someone. Find someone. Look around. Tell someone, You will always have. Threats, come on. That's part of life. 
You were born crying, you will die crying. It's part of life. However, in the midst of this difficult world, we can pray, please, Lord, save me. Amen. Can I praise God for that? Please save me. What is keeping you from achieving your life dreams? You can overcome the threat. Yes, we can. You need to find some good counseling. You need to find some good people. You need to get, find some good mentoring. You have to stop being stubborn. Because you know what? Stubborn people are the most threat that you will ever have to yourself. If you're stubborn, you're the biggest threat to yourself. I'm going to say that again. If you're stubborn, you will be the biggest what? Threat to yourself. So stop being stubborn. There is people that know more than you. And when you get there, there is people that will know more than you. And when you get there, there is people that will know more than you. So always be open. Always be humble. And say, save me from myself. Can we pray that this morning? Come and pray with me. Save me from myself. Lord, save me from myself. That's my prayer. <laughs> I pray that prayer all the time. Lord, save me from myself. I'm my biggest threat to myself, but also there are other threats around us. So what's one thing that you can do to help you get closer where you need to be, where you want to be? What is one thing you can do? Write it down. And I know this is a lot in such a short time. I don't, I don't intend for you to feel all that, but I hope you take this afternoon more time and you really reflect on this. Last two. Jacob said, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. All right, look at my face now. You're looking at the paper. Now look at my face. Can I ask you this question? What are you really afraid of? You look so secure. You look like you have it all together. But do you know, we all have fears. Deep in our soul, we have fears. I preached a sermon here probably, might have been like nine years ago. If you remember. Yeah. But the biggest battle we have is fear. Fear. Why do we have fear? Because that's the first product of sin. When Adam heard the voice of God, he hid because he was what? Afraid. You know, and you need, to, you need to face your fears. And maybe this fear has come because you were traumatized at one point in your life. Do you need to be treated? I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate. Say with me, advocate. I'm an advocate of counseling. I believe that every human being that is born on this planet, at least once in your lifetime, you need to go through counseling. At least once. You may think that you have it all together. I say, no, you don't. Because if you think you have it all together and you've never been through counseling, you're missing a lot. You're not your highest potential yet. Because we all have been traumatized by something, by someone. Purposely or... Unpurposely. 
So you, in order for you to reach your highest potential, you need to know what are the underlying fears that cripple you and doesn't let you be where you need to be. What steps can you take to, move, to remove those paralyzing fears in your life? And finally, I love how he closed his prayer. He claims to God the promises that he made him. He said, God, you said to me, I will treat you what? Well. Can you look at God with a humble heart and say, God, you said to me, you will treat me what? How do I know that God wants to treat me well? Tell me. What are the evidence this morning that God wants to treat you well? Shout. Shout an evidence. Shout on evidence that God wants to treat you well. I want an I want an, an, a, a tangible evidence. The greatest tangible evidence. That God wants to treat you well, you have to look at Calvary. Jesus died for you and me. That's how I know that God wants to treat me what? Well. Don't let Satan fool you or tell you that God doesn't love you. That God doesn't care. That you're way out of reach. That you're not good enough. Yes, we're not worthy. But in Jesus, we are good enough. Amen? So this morning, you need to find what promises can you claim for you and your family today. So let me close with this. I've been looking forward to this year. You know why? Because this year, 2022, marks my 30th anniversary that I came to the United States of America. 30 years. It's a long time. And I can tell you, I remember the day as it was yesterday, November 8, 1992. I came only with my walking stick. $80 on my pocket and they were borrowed and I tell you I think that my story is the story of many if not all of you in this room if you're a foreigner like I am most of us came here to this country with a walking stick and all I have to say today is that 30 years later I have to pray the prayer of Jacob I am not worthy of the kindness and continual goodness that God has shown unto me. Can anybody join me in this praise today? Can anybody say, thank you, Lord, because I'm not worthy of anything, yet you have shown me great goodness and great mercy. And let that be your true north. 
Let that guide you from this day forward until finally we stand at the pearly gates. Because the God who started this good work in you, and you, and you, and you, and me, He has promised that He will be faithful to complete it. Amen? Amen. I feel like singing again. Is that alright? Yeah. So I'm going to invite my wife to come and join me one more time and let's sing this song because this thing helps me to celebrate that Jesus, He is my rejoicing. Jesus, He is my morning song. If you have accepted this morning one more time, Jesus, and you recognize, you know what? I've been fooling around in Egypt for 2021. Stop! I will stop fooling around in Egypt. I move back to Israel. If you are deciding to move back to Israel, or you decide to stay in Israel, why don't you stand with me right now, and we praise together, and we say, Jesus, you are my rejoicing. Jesus, you are my morning song. You are the way of our redemption. And I'll follow your steps forever more. Sing like you know it now, because you do know it now. Jesus, you are my rejoicing. Jesus, you're my morning song. You are the way for our redemption. Oh, did I move that? Oh. We need to go back to the screen and have the words again. I was just so excited here singing. And I have you here thinking that you already know the song. You don't know the song yet. So let's put that screen back in there. Let's put the words. So we can sing that song together. Oh, it's coming right there. One more time. Ready? Jesus, you are my rejoicing. Jesus, you're my morning song. You are the way of our redemption. I've followed steps forevermore Jesus your sunshine in the darkness you make what's dead to come alive you are my daily inspiration Jesus I'm yours and you are mine I want to hear now everybody singing one more time Jesus, you are my rejoicing. Jesus, you're my morning song. You are the way of our redemption. I'll follow your steps forevermore. Jesus, your sunshine in the darkness. Was dead to come alive. You are my daily inspiration. Jesus, I'm yours and you're mine. 
We praise you, O Lord, this As we prepare our hearts to receive the bread and the wine as a symbol that we are not in the Egyptian camp. We don't have to. I don't need to be there. I want the blessings that you gave to Jacob in spite of who he was, but because he chose to be an Israelite, a true Israelite. And Lord, maybe things haven't changed much outside my life, but from this day forward, let everything inside of me be different. Because I choose you. Truly, I make a decision 2022 will be the year that I will follow you forevermore. Lord, if there is something dead inside of any of us, we give you permission to bring it back to life. Remove sin, remove idolatry, remove rebelliousness. Remove bitterness, remove anger, remove regret, remove unforgiveness, and give us peace. Through the body and the blood of Jesus. In His name we pray. Amen and amen.